All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Johnston. Okay, so uh, just a couple of uh, things up front. Um, I know I missed the last two weeks. Uh, things have gotten uh, rather busy around here. And um, I will, after this episode, take uh, one month off uh, from the show uh, just because I need to be able to go through and uh, get a lot of uh, items that I've been neglecting done. Uh, but don't worry. After that month uh, break, I will be back uh, with more episodes. Okay, so in this episode, which should be... Uh, decently short, I'm going to talk to you ladies out there, you know, about what's in a name, right? What's in a name? Because sometimes what holds you back is what we call certain things, certain acts, certain positions, and it gets into your psyche just a little bit, you know, and because you don't like the way it sounds, and the, because of the way it sounds, it makes you feel like you're, I don't know, being cheap, uh, or, you know, being treated wrong, or thought of wrong. You know, because names do matter to an extent. And when we talk about, you know, the names of certain things, you know, it can be especially difficult uh, for women who have dominant personality and they don't want to feel like they are being submissive. You know, and this is, you know, true of women, you know, with self-esteem issues, not wanting to, you know, be thought of in certain ways. All right. So what am I talking about here? Well, let's first talk about, you know, um, Names of body parts, specifically the pussy. Right now, some of you women out there, you know, you don't really engage in dirty talk, or you're not willing to, you know, you know, really play to the sexual desires because you just don't like the word pussy. And when we go through here, and we think about other names, you know, for for the vagina. You know, vagina, it doesn't have that strong sexual word to it. You know, I mean, think about a phrase uh, here, especially if you're a married couple. Right? Let's say your guy, you know, likes it when, you know, you're uh, just before your orgasm or just shortly after your orgasm. He wants you to hear those words, come in my pussy. Right? Now, you may not like the word pussy. Because it does get used in negative ways. You know, for instance, don't be such a pussy, right? Um, or, man, he pussied out. You know, because this is one of those words that are used in two different ways. You know, one of them to, you know, describe or name the female genitalia. And another one to, you know, display cowardice, you know, in a person. And because this word is used in both ways, referring uh, to your vagina as a pussy, you know, can go through and have this negative feeling to it. You know, um, you know, like if a guy says, man, your pussy is awesome. You know, you understand, you know, consciously 
that he is talking about, you know, your vagina and that it feels great and that it delivers him a lot of pleasure. But you also have this feeling that, you know, it's negative. And we have to get away from using certain things, you know, um, related to sex in negative uh, manners and fashions. But let's also take a look at another way here. You know, if your guy likes hearing that, saying, come in my vagina, it takes a little more effort and doesn't sound as powerful or as, you know, dirty. Or, you know, come in my snatch or come in my beaver or, you know, whatever it is you, uh, you know, call it. I mean, there are many different words for it, but pussy is the most common one. So that is just one example of something that may be holding you back from dirty talk because you just don't like that word. You know, and maybe it's been used in other areas uh, throughout your life in a negative manner. You know, not just to describe, you know, your vagina, but to describe something negative, something, you know, that is a bad attribute of somebody. And that is holding you back in your dirty talk. So what you're going to have to do is just, you know, realize contact, right? Maybe this is the best way to go about getting over your apprehension around dirty talk is because it's not just, you know, the word, it's the context of the word that's going to matter. And maybe if you go through and realize that context is more important than content, you know, uh, then you'll be able to start getting over some of your apprehension uh, related to this. You know, it's the same thing uh, when you listen to some business gurus, uh, gurus, you know, around social media marketing, blogging, and all that, they'll say if, uh, you know, content is, you know, important, but context is God, right? Or content is king, but context is God. Now, think about it, you know, in that way, when you start engaging in dirty talk, it's not what you say, it's the context of how you say it. And then that will allow you to get over some of your hangups uh, regarding using these words, you know, to do dirty talk in bed. You know, if you're the type of person that likes doing that type of talk, right? Some people, you know, they don't want to engage in it because, well, dirty talk does require you to think a little bit. And uh, just give me one moment. I'm going to silence. My phone, hopefully you're not picking it up. Okay, sorry about that. I just forgot to silence my phone. So, you know, I just had to pause the recording here. But getting back to this, some of you don't want to engage in dirty talk because it requires you to actually think. And when you're in the middle of hot, passionate sex, thinking is not something you want to do a lot of. Because the more you think during sex, the less sex feels good because you're not enjoying the moment. And that may be why you don't want to engage in dirty talk rather than, you know, just the names of stuff. And some of you are just too self-conscious. You're, you know, you haven't engaged in a lot of dirty talk 
uh, throughout your sexual past, and now you feel like, you know, saying these things, certain phrases or words sounds cheesy, or, you know, you're not saying it right, and all that. So, when it comes to that, you know, don't worry about it, you know. Everyone sounds horrible <laughs> when they engage in dirty talk, but dirty talk can be arousing, you know, and, you know, it doesn't really have to be, you know, anything really creative. You can just say, man, I love the way your dick fills in my pussy, or, uh, or you can go off and say, man, you know, your cock is so hard, or, you know, just simple phrases like that are, I'd really love it if you went faster and, you know, uh, and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, you don't really have to be all that creative. You know, just describe that you like his cock, you know, his dick, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, don't call it, you know, some girly name. You know, you don't want to name his member Princess Sophia. You know, what was that? Uh, ten, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days movie? So you want to, you know, engage in it. Don't put too much thought into it. Just say something that sounds, you know, kind of dirty, you know, saying, you know, cock and pussy and, you know, speed, you know, faster or something, and you'll be able to do just fine. But you have to get over your hang-up on the name. But that is not the only thing that, people tend to have a problem with, or women have a problem with, when it comes to what certain sex acts are called. You know, uh, let's take a look at, you know, uh, a sex position, doggy style, right? Some women, you know, don't want to have sex doggy style because of the name doggy style. They don't want to be thought of as a dog or, you know, what's the name for a female dog? A bitch. You know, they don't want to be, you know, in a position that, you know, drums up the idea that they're just somebody's bitch or that they're just, you know, a dog, a sex toy or, you know, something like that, right? Now, I get it, you know, maybe the names should have been, you know, chosen better, you know, and I understand that, and I understand that they called it doggy style, but, I mean, let's face it. You know, most uh, animals in the animal kingdom, uh, you know, beyond us, do it in this position, you know, uh, where the guy is, you know, behind the girl and having sex. But for some reason, we called it doggy style rather than deer style or gorilla style or uh, mammal style or, you know, any other animal uh, in the animal kingdom. And I think Maybe the name itself comes from the fact that, you know, dogs are considered man's best friend, you know, and uh, a pet of choice, you know, and all of that, that we called it that style. But just understand that, you know, just because it's called doggy style doesn't mean anyone's considering you to be their bitch or that you're just a dog of a sex toy or anything like that, you know. It, all that matters is, does it or does it not feel good, you know, for at least one of you? And for the one of you that it doesn't necessarily feel great, you know, would you still get into that position? Well, sure, as long as it, 
you know, isn't painful and hurts you. You know, so you got to understand that, you know, these names, they're just names. They're not an indication of how someone thinks of you. Right? Just like another uh, issue here of calling it a blowjob, right? Uh, some women, you know, uh, I know that would take that word blowjob and think it's their job to blow the guy. You know, they kind of say, well, it's in the word. It's a job. It's, you know, therefore it's not all that fun or all that great. And, you know, don't really get out of it. And, you know, and all of that. And it just kind of goes through and we can keep naming thing after thing after thing here, you know, that haven't really been given a great name. But, you know, when we think about, you know, the word blowjob, what else, you know, would we call it? You know, do you want to be called, you know, do you, do you want it to be called cocksucking? You know, you know that you're a cocksucker, right? Now, basically, you know, if you uh, give a blowjob, you are, but that is, you know, not an indication of how your man thinks of you. And just because it's called a blowjob doesn't mean it's thought of as your job to suck his cock. It's part of, you know, the act, you know, of love. And we need to start thinking of different names for these positions, for these acts, and maybe find an, a different name for the word, you know, uh, to replace the word pussy. You know, I, I kind of have this feeling that, you know, if we just found better names, women would enjoy sex just a little bit more. I mean, especially uh, when starting out, you know, uh, girls as teenagers, you know, are very self-conscious, you know, and they're always comparing themselves to other people. And so, you know, when you start thinking about the idea of doggy style or blowjobs, right, you get this negative connotation. And yet, you know, how sex is for you when you're first starting off having sex can shape the rest of your sex life, you know, um, unless you take deliberate effort, you know, to really change it. You know, it can, uh, you know, subconsciously influence your sex life with every relationship thereafter. I mean, you know, like I said, with the word doggy style, you don't want to be thought of as a dog or as a bitch or, you know, um, you know, or any of those other negative things. And if you're in high school and you're thinking about that, then as you go on, you know, through life, you're going to avoid, you know, doggy style just because you don't like the way uh, the words sounded uh, when you were a teenager and you just weren't able to get, you know, over that. But other than just the negative connotations of some of these words, you know, some of these positions, you know, may be, you know, unappealing to you if you have a dominant personality. For instance, let's take a look at a blowjob. Now, when most people think of a blowjob, what do they think? They usually think of the guy standing up and the girl on her knees. Now, if you have a dominant personality as a woman, you don't necessarily like the feeling of being on your knees because it seems like you're, you know, 
I guess, internally processing that you're submitting to the guy, that you are subservient, you know, to the guy, that the guy stands over you. But, you know, that's not actually the case. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, as far as physical location, you know, you're on your knees and the guy's standing kind of over you, but that's not an indication of how the guy feels, you know, just because he wants you to, ha- to give him a blowjob. Now, there are ways uh, to get around that, such as having him lie down and, you know, you give him a blowjob while he's lying down. That's one way. Uh, you can get into the 69 position. You know, and uh, go through uh, blowjobs uh, that way. But, you know, a blowjob and as far as, you know, not wanting to feel submissive uh, as you have a dominant personality, sex is, is not really about or should not be a competition of dominant. It should be a competition of maximizing each other's pleasure. That is something that you do as an act of love. And then that guy, you know, should be returning the favor, you know, uh, by going down on you, eating you out. You know, in which case the guy's uh, between your legs and you can have your hands on his back, you know, on the back of his head, forcing him into your pussy. And so you kind of got that maybe, you know, you take turns, you know, submitting to each other. But it's really not about submission, right? It's not about, you know, it being your job. It's just about an act of love that two people uh, engage in to maximize each other's pleasure. But let's also take a look at, you know, uh, again, the position of doggy style, right? Now, how is this uh, performed? You know, you as a woman is normally on all four. And the guy is behind you. Now, I get that, you know, for some women, the, you know, the hang up, it may not be the name, you know, of doggy style, uh, the thoughts of being a bitch, but the thought of, you know, not looking at the guy face to face, you know, not being able to see each other, that, you know, he's only caring about getting into your pussy and doesn't care about anything else, you know, of your face, your breasts, or, you know, being able to stare into your eyes or kiss you uh, during, you know, sex. You just feel, you know, um, that the position is kind of cheap, you know. You're just bent uh, over or you're down on all four. He gets behind you. You don't see each other. You just feel it. I mean, yeah, you don't see him. You just feel it. Now, I get it. You know, some of you want more of a connection during sex, and that means being able to see each other. And this is the same problem that, you know, women may have with reverse cowgirl, where the girl's on top, but is faced away from the guy. You know, it's kind of like doggy style, but only the girl's on top. Again, you know, it's that whole, you're not looking at him, you're not able to kiss him. You know, you got all these, you know, things going on, but just remember, you know, this is just one of many positions. So if you need that connection, you know, uh, when you're starting out, you know, maybe you start off in missionary position or start off in some position in which you're looking at each other 
face to face. And then you move, and this is what I may call like the sandwich of sex. Uh, then you move into your other positions, such as doggy style, reverse cowgirl, or, you know, other positions in which you're not able to look at into each other's eyes or kiss during that position. Right? Go forward with that and then finish it off with a position that allows you to again kiss and look into each other's eyes if you need that. See, this I feel is the perfect recipe for, you know, getting out of, you know, what you're normally doing and getting into these other positions. Now, of course, you could also take a look at the Kama Sutra. And you can, if you're flexible enough, you can learn about a whole bunch of different positions, you know, that you can try. Maybe you try, you know, one new position every month just to see if you like it out of a, out of a Kama Sutra book. You know, but when you go through here, the name of the act is meaningless, right? It's just, you know, a way to identify you know, to each other uh, how you want it or, you know, uh, to communicate, you know, for communication in bed, you know, so there's no misunderstandings. I mean, think about this if, you know, you didn't have doggy style, right? How would the guy uh, communicate that to you? He would have to go through a long explanation, uh, a longer explanation of, hey, why don't you get on all fours and we get you from the back, right? Now, we could suggest that maybe, I don't know, we just change it to telling you get on all fours, right? But then again, that itself can have n negative connotations and bring about the negative thoughts about what it is, the how the guy thinks of you, you know, all four, submissive, you're just there, you know, to please me, right? That itself, there is no way that you can go through and describe these acts that you as a woman couldn't find a way to take in a negative light, a negative connotation, a negative thought that ruins sex. And this is something that gets on to more of an overall theme with women that for some reason, at least with the women that I have known, talked to, and have done uh, coaching with, women have this tendency to have a very negative, you know, um, belief about themselves. You know, they have a lot of issues with self-confidence. And maybe it's because, you know, in our society here in the United States, women, you know, seem to be in competition, you know, where they have to try and, you know, be more beautiful than the other girl. They have to, you know, um, you know, act, you know, feel like they have to act certain ways to be considered feminine, right? And sexually appealing. And, you know, because of that, and that may be because of things like Victoria's Secrets and the Miss America pageant and, you know, all of those things, all these beauty contests, we've sent the wrong message. But the psychological effects, you know, especially 
you know, through uh, a girl's experience through high school can be negative for decades. And it's because of that expected, you know, low self uh, uh, confidence or low uh, body image, you know, that you have the tendency to want to take things in a negative way. Now, some of you don't have that problem. You know, I've also met some girls where, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on. They're always chipper. They always seem happy. They can take, you know, anything that others would take negatively and spin it into a positive light. You know, and maybe you should uh, think about, you know, ways that you can go about improving your self-confidence. But it's because of your life experience of thinking about things in negative ways that you will take, you know, the names of these sex acts, you know, or take a look at sex positions and want to turn it into something negative, turn it into something that makes you feel bad rather than makes you feel good. And changing your mindset is not easy. You know, I've thought about whether or not I would recommend uh, some subliminal uh, CDs designed on self-confidence, you know, and self-esteem and body image, you know, as well as, you know, seeing if there are subliminals about improving your confidence, uh, positivity, and outlook uh, regarding sex, you know, as well, so that you don't get hung up on these words. And as part of that, I'm going to be running uh, a bit of an experiment, you know, um, here in my own home, uh, related to uh, subliminal CDs. And um, yeah, and I'm going to see whether or not those things work. You know, um, it's also going to be you know, in this experiment, you know, whether or not subliminal CDs or something would be, you know, good as a parenting tool uh, for kids. But, you know, that parenting tool, you know, doesn't really work, you know, uh, here for this podcast. However, you know, I will uh, take a look, um, you know, at, you know, um, maybe uh, with my wife, you know, seeing if um, something that you know, a subliminal CD would, you know, boost her, you know, confidence and self-image. You know, it's just, I can say whatever I want. You know, I can tell her how beautiful she is. I can tell her how sexy I think she is. I can tell her how, you know, great I think she is in and out of bed. But, you know, that doesn't always translate, you know, into her believing it deep down within herself. You know, and that's where it needs to be. I mean, yes, it gives her a bit of a, you know, a boost, you know, and that she, you know, likes the flattery, but whether she takes it to heart or not, you know, and I can't give her confidence. She would have to learn how to develop it herself. And that's where I was thinking whether or not, you know, these subliminal, uh, you know, would work or if subliminals are a bunch of hooey. I don't know. You know, maybe I should think about, you know, that 
you know, trying that and seeing if I notice any different. You know, and I will be going through uh, a few other things. But in the meantime, until I figure out whether or not uh, those things uh, would work, you know, in your relationship, you're just going to have to learn for yourself how to not automatically take something in the most negative light possible. You know, doggy style doesn't mean that you're thought of as a dog or a bitch. You know, blow job doesn't mean that you're expected, that it's expected to be your job to suck a cock. You know, pussy is not a negative word, you know, at least in the context of sex and uh, your relationship. So, as we go through here, I want you to start, you know, thinking of things, you know, of how you can, you know, spin it in positive light, you know, how you can get a positive image of these words and these positions so that you think of them as good, sexy, and turn on, right? You know, during sex, start using the words yourself, pussy, you know, talk about your pussy, how you love the way things, you know, his cock feels in your pussy, and start using it in a positive light and associating it with pleasure. You know, doggy style, you know, you just go through and you tell him, hey, um, I want, I want, uh, you know, you can either bring it up saying, hey, I want to do doggy style or, hey, I want you to get me from behind and, you know, get on all fours. You know, and you can avoid the word blowjob and call it, you know, whatever you want or just to say that you want to suck his cock. You know, and don't worry about, you know, whether or not the position, you know, makes you feel like you're being submissive. Maybe instead of thinking of it as submissive, you could be thinking of it as you're allowing him to give you pleasure. You're letting him do all the work to give you pleasure during that time. Or that you're uh, just in that position to deliver him pleasure, you know, while and he, knowing that he's going to reciprocate that all right i mean you just have to figure out how to you know avoid the negative connotations that you have for it and replace it with positive all right so anyways um that's it uh, for this episode uh, i will be back in a month and i will you know think about more uh, about experiments uh, that i can run uh, here in my own house, and then I can provide you uh, with the results. All right. So I'll be back in a month. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back.